Hi, guys. Hi. We've left this oh. right to the last minute, haven't we? We're, this is right up to last couple of weeks. It's all been recorded Wednesday morning. It's all been good and done. And now we're recording on a Thursday afternoon. Well, we'll be totally up to date with yeah. our... Yeah, nothing will change stuff. between the time we've recorded it and and the podcast. So that'll be uh, that'll be good. Um, yeah. All right. Well, in that case, then, shall we get on with it? Let's do it. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 105 of the Real Reading Podcast. You can like us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Real Reading Podcast Group to join us on Facebook. Uh, it's a relatively short and sharp pod this week as we discuss the latest headlines, including the campaign for a new law in the name of PC Andrew Harper, uh, a new dog cafe, which has a rather excellent name, and the latest on the Cavisham One Way system, which um, has taken, shall we say, quite a turn <laughs> yeah thank you for laughing oh yes yes <laughs> it's a u-turn seems to be the um the thing of the moment uh mm. doesn't it really not to not to you know go delve too dip- deeply into the politics of uh, of the present day but there we go um Part of the reason we're short and sharp this week is because uh, we don't have a big interview this week, um, but I do have some big news to discuss after we've heard from Jeremy. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. So, big news. Do you want to know what my big news is? Oh, I can't wait. Go on. Oh, 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 oh. Have you read the script? Go on. Yes, of course I have. Okay. All She's right. well, reaching for her phone <laughs> to look at it. <laughs> I am on a self-imposed drinking ban. Oh. Do you want to How know why? do you do that to yourself? Well, uh, as some listeners will know, uh, I am, my wife is giving birth at the end of this month, probably, uh, and I have done the decent thing. Some would say the decent thing would have been to do the whole nine months, but, you know, it's been a lockdown and needed something to do. So um, <laughs> so I, I, because I'm probably going to have to drive at some point in the next uh, mad dash to the hospital, I've decided that I'm going to take no chances and just um, uh, just crack on until uh you know until until it until it arrives which someone pointed out to me you do realize tom it could well be october because the, the baby is due on the 28th 
Um, the middle of October. Could be the middle of October. Could be your so birthday. Could, exactly. So it could be six weeks, not four weeks, which is, you know, something I hadn't quite thought about, but I figured it's a good time. Um, I, I guess Lynette what really won't want to hear that though. No, no, not at all, not at all. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess the, I guess the main thing is, I, I suppose we did, we did do dry January as a, as a pair, a couple of uh, about a year ago, two years ago, and it was absolutely miserable. <laughs> Just, I think, I think I didn't realise how much of my social interaction was was sort of tied to having a drink um it's just just I'm, i mean no you know i can stop it i'm you know i'm not in any i'm not having any problems um i'm just uh, that's what they say isn't it <laughs> that is that is exactly that is exactly what they say um but no i rest rest assured you know i'm all right i just i it's, it's a nice social thing that i enjoy doing seeing friends and that kind of thing so i, I guess more than anything i suppose rach obviously you've been through the pregnancy situation and hugh you are teetotal mm -hmm. so i suppose i was after any tips to you know keep myself busy yeah you're not really coming to the right people for sympathy here are you no what? not at all my top tip is if you're no. not, if you're not boozing and you're going out, if you're going, if you find yourself, which you probably won't in the next six months anyway, because you'll have a baby. But yeah. if you find yourself in a, in a situation where everyone's drinking hard and having a great time and dancing the night away, and you're sitting in the corner, just yeah. always make sure you've got your car, so you can just yeah. go home. <laughs> a wild tip from you there, lovely. Yeah, make sure you're able to leave any situation without any hassle. That's a, yeah, that sounds... There are benefits. Well, yes, I mean... As well. I'm hoping it will it will uh, help me lose a little bit of a uh, little bit of timber. So... Uh, well, there's that. And you never have to worry about having a hangover. No, so that's true. So your weekends true. are completely fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what word I wanted then. Yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about how you're going to get home from anywhere because you are the des. Yeah, I can drive. I can just drive, which sounds um, which sounds perfectly reasonable. So I guess and, and, and I suppose... remember all the other hilarious things that everybody who's <laughs> drunk says, and you can remind them of it afterwards. Yeah, or or I might discover that my friends actually aren't very funny. Oh, that, that'd oh, be the worst thing. Drunk people are awful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can tell, tell you that for now <laughs> so and i guess if the, the um, for that ninth time in a row then you're like i guess, I guess if uh, non-alcoholic beverages that that's you can true start exploring i mean they are not as nice no, they, are, they are definitely not as nice no there's a few um, lagers that i found that are passable yeah but i did also, try some wine once well, i can really give you an absolute sorry race talking over you that's very rude of me <laughs> that's okay well i can give you an absolute top tip tom is on the subject of what you are drinking if you're not drinking alcohol be very wary of what you're drinking because if you think oh i'll drink diet coke and you have four three or four glasses of diet coke over the course of an evening that much craved sleep will become increasingly <laughs> more difficult likewise red bull and stuff like that yeah so um and also, if you, you drink soft drinks at the same rate as people are drinking uh, drinking beer, then you're not, your night is going to be interrupted in another way because we've reached that age. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> when men of a certain age. Yeah, when you have to get up in the night to, uh, to go to the toilet. So, 
So no. just be wary of all that because your sleep will be vital for you. And if you, if yes. you do something like that to ruin your sleep, I can speak from experience. Too many diet cokes has a different <laughs> effect to booze, but not a not a pleasurable one. <laughs> well, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. If the listeners have any any sort of top suggestions, I'd be very interested in uh, in hearing them. Um, in the meantime, shall we uh, have a chat about this week's news? So um, the news this week, uh, we've got a couple of stories here. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is uh, this story about, uh, I think, is it called Harper's Law? Is that, was that, or is that just a, a media thing that, that's been, that's that's, been dreamt up? That's the official name. I think that's the official name, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so PC Andrew Harper, who was, who was tragically, uh, tragically killed whilst out on a, uh, on a, on a job trying to stop, a, uh, I think it was three young lads, um, from stealing, was it a quad bike queue? Sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, so, and so, so Mr. Harper's wife, Lizzie is campaigning for a change to the law. That means that if you, uh, are convicted of murdering a, a member of the emergency services, you'll get automatic life imprisonment. Um, so, Hugh, there's obviously there's been a few uh, updates, a few developments, and she's been on Good Morning Britain with uh, everyone's favourite Piers Morgan. Um, yeah. So what what can you tell us? Uh, what, what can you tell us about what's been going on and and where we stand? So, sorry to correct you straight away, Tommy. You, sorry, you said you said murdering, um, which it's actually killing so that would include manslaughter and uh i think manslaughter which is what these teenagers were convicted for um and i i'm not quite sure whether whether, what whether they're also sort of gunning gunning for these life sentences for for if um uh if emergency service workers are killed in dangerous driving incidents i'm not quite sure about that but it it could be that could be also included um yeah uh, if you see what I mean, um, yeah. So following the um, following the conclusion of this the trial, where they were they were sentenced for manslaughter, um, acquitted of murder, uh, sent to prison for um, quite reasonable jail terms, um, of which they're all subsequently appealing now. Um, yeah. There's a curious situation developing. Reasonable? Where... Do you mean reasonable as in they were sufficient, or reasonable to them that they weren't? very long i uh given the parameters for uh manslaughter they're they're relatively long sentences um not long enough uh say the family um yeah so there's this curious situation where the family has appealed you to try to get the sentence extended and the uh the people who've been convicted are trying to appeal tried to get their sentences either reduced or even quashed in a, in a, a, um, in a, in a couple of the cases. So the appeal court's going to be busy hearing two completely different sides of the same story, which is, um, quite unusual, but yes, this, uh, Lizzie Harper has been, um, she's been very busy, um, trying to get support for this change, which is, yeah, as, as you say, a life sentence for anyone convicted of causing the death of an emergency worker and by emergency workers it doesn't just mean police um you're talking about fire fire firemen firefighters sorry um uh nurses uh prison officers 
um, any one of that ilk, essentially, to strengthen the punishment for people who who are essentially trying to protect the public and help the public um, who die um, in you know illegal circumstances. And uh, yeah, she was on uh, she was on Good Morning Britain, and uh, Piers Morgan um, was being his usual self, um, very bombastic and very you know the um strong views on on the what what he clearly perceived to be the leniency of the sentence um fully supporting the campaign as have a lot of other people and she's met with uh lizzie's met with uh pretty patel who's home secretary as well this week as well and um is uh says that the government is certainly certainly listening to her to her case um so we'll have to see how it unfolds as time goes on but there's a lot of support and quite a lot of momentum behind this now another police um widow we've got the story on uh the website now uh ruth browning whose husband gareth browning died nearly three and a half years after he was hit by a car being which was had been mm. stolen and was being driven by a, a prisoner on day release She's also very unhappy at the the, the sentence that that that, um, that man got. Um, so she's played, put, put her support behind the campaign as well. So it's certainly gathering momentum. And I think the last time I looked at the petition, it had six hundred and forty thousand signatures on it. Wow. What's the what's the you do you do have these things from time to time where where people sort of petition to change the law. Do, What's the sort of, and I don't expect you to have an exact answer, but what sort of the, is, is there any sort of precedence for, for these succeeding? Yeah, we had, um, we had the couple, uh, two women from Reading who managed to change the law with regard to sentences for, for death by, causing death by dangerous driving. Um, sorry, I'm trying to relay this case off of my head. It's got off the top of my head. It's quite a while ago, but um their two husbands were out cycling and they were hit by another oh, yes. uh, a stolen car who, who was banned Is drunk. That in Purley? Was that the one? Yeah, in Purley, yeah. Between Tarhurst and Purley. Yeah, and um he and he was sent to prison and they, they worked with Alok Sharma, the Reading uh Reading West MP, to try to increase the sentencing for um for those who cause death by dangerous driving. Um, and I think actually over in Maidenhead as well, Theresa May is also working on a, on, a, on increasing that uh, that particular sentencing again, based on something that happened there. Um, so there certainly certainly are campaigns to change the law. Um, and it has happened in Reading. Um, and it's there was another one in Reading as well about it, it was pretty horrible. Um, I, I can't remember the details. I think it was Liz Longhurst who was, and it was to do with um, pornography. And um, she managed to change the law with regards to access to violent pornography as well. Um, her daughter was killed and strangled by a man she met online. Um, and her mother then took took it to, upon ourselves to get stricter laws with regards to that. So yeah, Reading is a, certainly an area where people have successfully campaigned to change the law. Mm. Sorry, Hugh, I have rather thrown all that at you. I don't know. Uh, 
I'm not sure we're quite expecting that, but sometimes these things just just come to you as uh, as we're going through this. So, um, oh, yes, so that is the, the story of, of Lizzie Harper, who's attempting to get the uh, a change of the law to ensure that people who cause the death of emergency service, uh, members of the emergency services, uh, automatic life imprisonment. Um, shall we move on to the next one, which has a slightly lighter tone to it? Uh, this is the story of the world's first Puppuccino Bar, an open-air dog cafe, which is coming to Reading. Uh, it's coming for one day only at the Riverside, uh, at the Oracle, uh, and it's a mobile dog-friendly cafe, which sounds great. There's a picture of a really fluffy-looking dog drinking a drinking water from a little cup. I mean, I presume it's not a coffee. I don't know what the I don't know whether it's a good idea to give dogs coffee. I presume that's not. Um, that's not quite. Uh, that's not quite. Uh, quite on, um, but it. The 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 thing on the on Berkshire Live website it says uh, it's all going to be set up on the beautiful astroturfed area of the riverside. Customers can even select from a host of tasty toppings to their dogs taste buds to get their dogs taste buds tingling, including popcorn sprinkles, doggy jazzies, or blueberries <laughs> i quite like the way that they've worked really hard to to give these full to give these cool names or just blueberries um which has got nothing to do with uh puppy or dog related uh, things at all um you'll have delicious dog treats including mini pup cakes pretzels and cookies which sounds great and neither of you two have a dog and i have a cat so <laughs> i don't know i don't think we'll be going but it just um I, i've seen on my travels i've seen these uh these sort of dog cafes and cat cafes they're popular uh in quite in big cities i know there was one in manchester i walked past and all the cats just they're all just in there overnight sort of it's just in their in their cat cafe and i i can only imagine what it smells like in the morning oh that's what i was just just <laughs> thinking i'm sure it's a lovely thing for all the dog owners to have somewhere mm. to go with treats but i was thinking the astroturf is going to be quite inviting isn't it yeah then i'm trying to choose my words carefully there might be some clearing up to be done afterwards <laughs> I, I do wonder what the, the the i do wonder about sort of taking a load of dogs they're bad enough when you walk dogs past each other in the park a bunch of dogs all in the same place in the oracle um <laughs> It's going to be noisy like and irritating. Sniff each other's behinds mostly, don't they? <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a couple of do's and don'ts. Um, one of them does say, "Don't don't leave dog mess behind, bag and bin it." Um, nothing about clearing up the astroturf after it's happened. Um, don't bring aggressive dogs. If they harm another dog or person, it will be your liability. So there's 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 some interesting. Uh, that'll be quite an interesting day. That's on September the twelfth. So if you fancy taking your dog down, Rach, would you take uh, your cat to a cat cafe? Scooby? Oh, I don't, yeah. it doesn't work like that, does it? You don't take your cat to the cat cafe, oh, I don't do know. you? Do you know what? I don't I know. I thought it was people who, who just like cats go to the cat cafe and they can sit and stroke them while they have a brew. Is that not it? Possibly. I'm not sure. I just, I just think if I put Scooby in his carrier to take him, he would assume yeah. we were going to the vets and freak out. It's hard enough getting the cat in the carrier in the first place. Exactly. They do that thing where all four legs go out <laughs> in every different direction. So you can't, yeah, there's, you just have to manhandle them in. <laughs> and hope they don't scratch your arms to ribbons yes. in, the, in the process. 
Um, so yes, that's the September the twelfth. The Puppuccino. I, I think I only picked the story because I quite liked the uh, I quite liked the name of it, which was uh, which or the name of the, certainly the headline on the on the story anyway. So, um, but no, I, I don't think I don't think the dogs get actual coffee, which is probably uh, probably for the best. Um, now we have a saga on our hands. Um, I don't mean the the insurance company for for elderly people. Um, <laughs> I mean the Cavisham one-way system, which let's let's say caused uh, let's underplay it caused a bit of a, a ruckus, caused a bit of fuss in Cavisham. Um, Rach, you brought this to our attention. Um, I've, I think uh, last week when we spoke about it, uh, I think we we probably underplayed it quite significantly because we were just talking sort of a bit about the a one-way system that you were surprised had opened and. And actually, once we'd recorded it and things started to go on Facebook and we started to see social media uh, responses coming in, uh, we kind of realized that actually, we don't think we really did it justice. Um, so much so that it's actually forced the council into a U-turn. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so, so you know, the, that sort of that, that phrase of the moment, U-turn, the council have been forced into one over Cavisham one-way system. So, Rach, what is happening? What's mm. happened? Well, they, yeah, it all sort of got put in place last week, or was it last week or the week before? And then it gradually yeah, was annoying people more and more with how ridiculous and unbeneficial it seemed and various campaigns. And um, I think there was a lady here that you were talking to um, who was quite uh, prominent in, or in orchestrating that. And then the council have had a meeting about it a couple of days ago and went, oh, yeah, wasn't our best idea. We'll revoke that before the weekend. Um, but actually, it, it's gone already. It's gone already? Okay. It's gone. Yeah, yeah when we went to very... school this morning, um, it was gone. And it, it was a little bit confusing because yesterday... We walked to school in the morning for the first day back and crossing uh, Westfield Road was really easy because there was nothing coming down the hill and then I could get across to, to the alleyway to, to Zachary's school. And then this morning I sort of went to do the same and, yeah, nearly, <laughs> nearly came a cropper because cars were coming from all directions again. And it wasn't busy. It was, it was fine. I just didn't know that they were going to be coming. <laughs> Because um, I felt like last week when we talked about it, it was quite a, a damning evaluation of it. And I sort of went off afterwards and walked down there a few times and thought, right, let, let's just have a think about it from the council's point of view. What benefits can I genuinely pick out of this? And like, literally the only thing I could think of uh, that I did see a lady comment on on Facebook was that, um, Westfield Road when it's two way and there's cars parked on either side of the road it is an absolute it can be a rat run and like to get between the cars well, you've sometimes got to put your foot down to get up and through before somebody's coming downhill or vice versa um, so she was happy about it being made one way because it made yeah. it was quieter safer slower and I was like, yeah, no, that is a, I can see how that's really beneficial, especially as somebody, we used that alleyway at the top of 
uh, Westfield Park all the time and getting across that road can be a little bit perilous sometimes so you know for traffic to be moving slower is only a good thing but beyond that no i couldn't see anything it was, uh, <laughs> I, was I really tried to be objective that's all we asked that's all we asked yeah i tried should we should um, we bring in our uh, council correspondent um, for for just a little of the the technical aspect behind what has what has happened and and uh, <laughs> I want to say council correspondent I mean Hugh um, yeah. Hugh what has what what have they said what have the council said they've apologised for it they have said that. They haven't quite said we got it wrong, um, but they've they've apologised to people living in the area. And what was quite remarkable to me was that pretty much as soon as they put the statement out um, that saying it was going to be scrapped, there were already there were already people in the street removing it, um, and it's gone. Like Rachel said, it's now gone. Um, it was I don't know how long it was there for. What? couple of weeks 10 days something like that it wasn't very long um no. and it's gone it prompted absolute outcry and and strong uh protests and people power has won won the day um whether eventually with as as with a lot of these things people would have got used to it and it might have started functioning better we'll never know but it's it's been big. I don't think it would have been better. Ever. I don't. I, if the benefits weren't immediately obvious, yeah, um, <laughs> it, people would just get used to it, and it would just we you just work around it, wouldn't you? That's what mm. would have happened. But if people, yeah. you know, immediately weren't taking advantage of that right-hand side of the road heading into Caversham to walk cycle. I actually saw cyclists commenting saying they were actively avoiding the area because it didn't feel safe. Yeah. I think, um, I think no, no amount of white lines painted on a road is ever going to encourage me to walk, in a, walk on a busy road instead of the path. I no, but it wasn't going to be a busy road anymore. It was going to be... yeah. But I just think they'd be better off spending the money putting, I don't know, a speed camera in or something to make sure that people are driving through there sensibly so that if a pedestrian did step out, then, you know, yeah. make it, because so, there's a school there as well, make it 20 mile an hour zone through through there or something. I mean, yeah, at the busy times, you'd be lucky to be doing 20 miles an hour there, really. So they wouldn't really make too much of a difference changing the speed limit would it it just felt like someone went the pavements are a bit narrow i know <laughs> and that was that was the only justification for it really so it was a very odd one so spare a thought for the people of south street which is not the one where the art center is but another south street which is in caversham um where oh, for, yeah. for reasons of we think they think because sat navs hadn't re reset themselves properly, they kept on having massive lorries go up that tiny little road, um, and the guy there has had his both his uh, front wall and his front gate knocked off by lorries trying to do three point turns in a very small road. <laughs> um, 
and he was not pleased by this. Um, uh, so hopefully that that will also stop happening now um, for for their sake because it was a nightmare either having the lorries trying to reverse up with cars either side or trying to turn round. It's not a good situation in the no. tiny Kobe sack. It's, it's quite there hard. is nowhere to turn around. It's a, so the, the footpath that I mentioned at the top of Westfield Road, that comes out, it's a dead-end road, and the footpath comes out at the yeah. dead end. So one side of the road is parked cars, leaving the other side of the road for driving. But at the top end, there's, I mean, there's a tiny bit of, I think it's somebody's property. I think people sort of use it. <laughs> yeah. Normally, you'd sort of reverse. <laughs> yeah, the, the chap I spoke to said it's quite hard to do a turn your car around, turn your car around there. You have to be, you have to be pretty on the ball to make sure you don't crash into things in a car. So trying to do it in a truck or a lorry, that is not easy. No. So all told, not not the finest moment. Um, Hugh, I know you were thinking about other moments of people power that has overturned decisions. Did you think of any? The East Reading MRT was the most uh, obvious one, the bridge over the River Kennet, and um, yes. that was met with outcry. But actually, whether that is technically people power or not, because it's actually Wokeham Council who refused to allow it to be built, on the grounds of various things, including people protesting. But yeah. um, had Wokingham been in favour of it, it probably would have got built despite the protests. So Wokingham were the most powerful people um, mm -hmm. in that particular argument, but it did cause outcry. Um, various housing developments I thought of. There's one, what I think of was ages ago in Tilehurst, uh, they tried to build... I think there's there's there are similar plans come come back to that area. Pinsons Hill in Tilehurst, Alok yep. Sharma, a young Alok Sharma, uh, before becoming um, the high flying politician we know nowadays, was um, heavily involved in fighting off a massive housing development in uh, Tilehurst. Um, that must be at least 10, 10 possibly even fifteen years ago. But um, it you know it, protest does work. Um, if you get enough numbers and enough outrage about it and you don't just say things like we don't want it you have to come up with other proper reasons, reasons. <laughs> yeah um but yeah it does it does work well i think uh, it looks like certainly that that saga is over um we will see uh we I, I short want, saga yeah uh, i suppose saga is probably the wrong word isn't it more of a uh what, what would you call it a uh, blimey, none of us can yeah, think of it. A mini, a mini saga. Yes. Um, a sort of time. Uh, yeah, like, I want to say like a, a tornado. A whirlwind, yeah. A whirlwind, that's it. A whirlwind of protest and disgruntlement. It did do the rare thing, I think, of uh, uniting drivers and cyclists in condemnation. Um, I'm not sure, and I don't know if we know what pedestrians thought. Um, well, obviously, Rach, you're a pedestrian. You hated it. So, um, <laughs> in our sample of one, uh, pedestrians hated it. So, I I didn't see anyone say anything good about it. But um, no. My, but my experience of these things um, normally is that if someone some people like things, they don't tend to comment on it. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> if, if if things aren't causing problems, they don't, people don't tend to go out of their way to say so. So you have to take these with, with a little bit of a pinch of salt. Oh, yes. But certainly this this didn't work and has now gone. So we move on. <laughs> Talking of which, um, that is it for part one. In part two, we'll head straight for the random question. The random question. Hi guys, enjoy your little break. Ooh, lovely, feet up, brew. Yeah, brew that. on, brewski. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have that long. Um, this week's random question. If oh, this is all related, all relative. If you could open your own cafe, how would you theme it? Oh, with puppies. Oh, no, that's been done. Yeah, oh, no, you've got to be original. <laughs> oh, I've had my business idea for this since I was about 18. Are you, are you prepared to share to... it? Well, if I haven't um, executed the plan yet, I think it's fair game, isn't it, yeah, for, maybe, if anyone pinches maybe. it. Um, so I wanted to open uh, the Read and Feed. Right. Um, which is like well, actually, I've just like evolved it in my head as I was as I was thinking then, like a cafe um, with a bookshop in was the original one, but I've since I had the idea, like Waterstones and various others yeah. <laughs> jumped on. Yeah, they pinched my idea. Yeah, did you go for a job um, interview there at some point when and they asked you, oh, if you could do anything in Waterstones, what would you do while open a cafe? Oh, I'd love to work in Waterstones. Um, yeah, but maybe what seems quite popular at the minute, so a little variation on the theme, is like book swapping rather than yep. a cafe. So yeah, I'm a member of a local book swapping Facebook group that I have passed a few books on already uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, and I also I like it when you're you're going for a walk or something and and you see a phone box that's been repurposed as a little mini library where you can just help that seems yourself. like the sort of thing that might happen in a village yeah I think it was in Checkenden that I saw one okay can't imagine I can't imagine you'd see that in in Reading Town Centre perhaps probably not yeah but that's the kind of thing I'd want to do somewhere where people could go and chill with a coffee Look at the books, have a read, buy some more coffee and cake, hopefully. Don't just want them <laughs> sat there reading a book and not buying anything all day. But that's what I do. How the other you... one was the Pie Emporium. I also wanted yeah, a pie shop. But we've discussed that. Yeah. I think we've discussed the Pie Emporium, haven't yeah. we? Um, I mean, Sweeney's have got that sort of yeah. covered, don't they? So. How would you deal with, uh, so you get the latest John Grisham in. How would you deal <laughs> with uh, sort of the cues to, to read the latest Grisham thriller? <laughs> Oh well, it's just like a, it's point a book there, So if you if you spot it, yeah, <laughs> on the shelf, it's that's yours to take, isn't it? It's, it's I mean, ideally, you there. replace it with something else that you finished with. Yeah, I I would suggest some sort of um, priority system system based on the size of the piece of cake you've bought. Do you think so if you buy like the half more you cake, spend, yeah, it's like a like a, a a a point system, like a like a a meritocracy of cake, 
and have where... the books like in tiered groups. Yeah. So, so if you spend shelf. 20 quid, you're in tier one. You can yeah. pick what you want yeah. out of the good stuff. Yeah. 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 And obviously as you eat the cake, you, you end up going down the, uh, down, down the, down the list of, of priorities. So you have to get another bit of cake to go back up to the top again. <laughs> I think this, this, this idea sells itself. Brilliant business model. <laughs> Hugh. Brilliant. Ah, yes. My idea. Yes. I would like to run a wrestling themed cafe. Right. I've, just been brain- I've just been brainstorming it. You could have sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh oh, Perhaps you could have a little bit of the rock cakes or the rocky road. Nice. Nice. And every every um, waiter or waitress would have to be dressed as a classic wrestler so your your sandwiches would be served by the likes of macho man randy savage perhaps <laughs> or the undertaker yeah and the the you'd be sitting the the, the posh seats would be inside a ring in the middle and yeah. then and then um outside you'd have like a crowd um at tables like a bit like a boxing event yeah um but yeah, the, you could pay to be to sit in the ring and be lord it above everyone, and then and then food fights would be encouraged. And um, <laughs> where, to finish your meal, you'd be able to hit hit your uh, you'd be sitting on a fold up metal chair, and then when you finished, you'd be able to hit hit your waiter with it, and that would be the, the way to signal that the uh, signal that the meal was over, and then someone would ring a bell. I'd like to uh, just just to add to that, Hugh. I would like to see uh, waiters delivering. Uh, okay, so if the if the waiters end up taking a bit of uh, a bit of a hit at the end, uh, I'd like to see when they're delivering the food, they actually drop it off a six foot ladder, slam it down onto the table off a six foot ladder, <laughs> and then sort of jump down off the ladder and slam it down. Food goes everywhere. That kind of thing. That's all yes, I remember about wrestling, really. That, in fact, actually, you could. Ha- food would also be available on a buffet and inevitably someone would end up getting body slammed through the buffet table, sending <laughs> volivants and quiche flying. Um, uh, business, business plan might need a little bit of tweaking, but I think there's, yeah. there's something there, isn't there? I'm not yeah, sure there's... you're going to make any money off of that, Hugh, because you're just <laughs> constantly replacing your furniture yeah. that's been smashed This is true. Uh, it, all right, Dragon's Den. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to invest. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, just if just if you were interested, uh, my cafe would be railway themed, and uh, all of the all of the drinks, drinks and food would all be delivered uh, via train, going around the. Oh, a bit like that sushi. Yes, What's the sushi yeah. one in House of yeah. Fraser when it comes around on a little conveyor belt. Like That's that. it. Yeah, the, on that. Except it'd be all on the nine oh five, which is a very fine Wallace and Gromit reference. If uh, anybody, uh, let's see what's on the nine oh five, eh? <laughs> so, yeah. What kind of food are you going to serve? Uh, I hadn't thought that far ahead. It's going to cost me enough money to lay all the railway track. You could recreate the classic days of the British rail bacon sandwich, which was notoriously Ooh. terrible and incredibly expensive. <laughs> and, um, and everyone could be stood around waiting for half an hour whilst uh, either they got the wrong food or it didn't show up at all. Or you could just cram hey. as many, many people, many yeah. people humanly yes. possible into a very small space. <laughs> and, every, and every six months, I just put the prices up 100%. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but one thing, one thing's for sure, Tom, the staff would be very well trained. Yep. 
not even going to laugh at that. That's dreadful. Okay. Um, so I suppose we should ask what would uh, we should ask our listeners what their ideal themed cafe would be. We would really want to uh, really want to hear from. I'm struggling to know what our article is going to be, uh, what our post is going to be on Berkshire Live this week. I think it might be around how would you theme your cafe. Uh, I feel there's feel there's some mileage in this, perhaps. Um, although we did, I did see it, someone did comment on it last week. Um, uh, on the on the article that we posted last week about uh, Caversham One Way System, saying, uh, oh, "I'm fed up with seeing posts about the podcast all the time. Um, if I wanted to listen to the news, I'd turn on the radio, which I suppose is is fair enough." I did point out it only goes up once a week, but you know, yeah, I saw that. <sighs> Yeah. Was a little bit cross about it, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's chill not out. an article a week. It's not. It's not really. <laughs> I, I have to remember that all these businesses out there that cater all their their entire business strategy towards an individual person and how successful they've been in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't see phone boxes anymore, do you? They're no. all full of books. Yeah, <laughs> but. Presumably, if one person doesn't like that idea, then no one should ever try it. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably right. That's how internet comment sections work, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, if you would like to tell us how you would theme at your cafe, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. That is quite enough for this week. We will be back again next week, hopefully with Glenn Dinning of Blue Collar Food Market ahead of the, uh, is it the world's biggest street food competition, Hugh? Yes. Uh, which is which is going to be hosted in Reading. Uh, and I am hoping we will also have a special guest host for episode 106. We're still 106. Looking, yeah, it means something. Mm. But I, can't, I can't think what that is off the top of my head, but, you know, find out next week. We are obviously always still looking for good people to speak to. Someone that would make a good interviewee on the show uh, would be someone who lives or works in Reading and, and flipping loves the place like we do. Any suggestions, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. If you have a moment, please give us a rating on your podcast app. And if you have some spare time, please submit a review. We'll be back next week with more Reading podcast goodness. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. languages.